Everybody. Hi. Welcome to My So Pod Life, the podcast where we lovingly examine the magazine wall collage. That is My So Called Life. We're your host, Kate. And Selena. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Me too. Oh my gosh. Also, can I just say, like, this is hot take because we're doing a podcast based on My So Called Life, but like, I really love this show. Because <laughs> yeah. I was rewatching it recently and I was thinking, like, um, okay, for one, as far as I know, this is a cast of relatively like unknown actors. Yeah, like nobody at came this in, time. Yeah, yeah, nobody came in where it was like oh, they got Bess Armstrong. Right. It was like they all had their careers, but it wasn't like now where people do TV and you're like, holy moly, that's a celebrity on a TV show. Right. And so, but like even with that, there's I we don't really comment on the acting being bad that much. Right. No, and because that's not really a problem. The yeah. acting is good. Sometimes the things they say are dumb, but they didn't make those things that's up. That's the thing. Like we make fun of like character choices within the universe of the show. Right, but not the actors' choices themselves. Yeah. And so I was watching it the other day thinking, like, dang, these are like the acting's really good on this show. The writing is great. It's still relevant. Like, and I'm comparing it to so like 90210, I feel like started like this, where it started out with like realistic kind of teen whatever problems where you're like kind of kind of well Well, I mean rich teen problems yeah but you know that's a that's a kind of teen yeah but still like sleepovers and like birth control and like and I met a Mexican girl yeah and stuff like that prom (laughs) like it started normal and then at some point like I think around when Dylan's dad got blown up and then he started getting involved with the mob where you're just like what (laughs) I think that when I think that maybe started way earlier than that but yeah yeah Yeah, but the show doesn't do that like it always stays like real relatable I don't know if maybe if it had gone past the first season but right I don't know I just felt like I I got to give the show credit where credit's due because oh my gosh like it's it's just really good <laughs> again hot take I know I host yeah. a, a podcast based on I really show. like it yeah surprise <laughs> I like this show <laughs> all right so this week we are going to talk about self-esteem self-esteem All right, so this is one of those uh, episodes that this actually had three storylines. I know that we've done them where we just like broken them in half or done two. This one had three. So Selena's going to take the first two and I'm going to take the last one. So, all right, take it, Selena. Okay, so storyline number one there is a new English teacher, and this time it's for real. The school has hired Mr. Katimsky to permanently replace the litany of unqualified substitutes. And trivia, I, I, okay, okay, so I know this fact. I was going to say, how did you know this? I know this. Because I read it in a magazine somewhere at some point in my life. I could not verify it on the internet. Okay. But I tried to. Um, but I, I think it was an interview with Winnie Holtzman, though. So I think that th- – I don't remember where I read it, but I am 99% sure that this is true. Okay. But so some trivia about don't this. Email is, uh, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't email me. Unless you can find that article and then email me. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Katimsky is named after producer Jason Katims. Katimsky is the name that his family had at Ellis Island. And they changed it to Katims, you know, to sound less Polish. And um, Jason Katims went on to produce a, a ton of other content that I love, but specifically Friday Night Lights. Oh, awesome. So other, you know, realistic teen stories that are heartwarming except for season three. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Don't email me. Um, but yeah, so That's anyway, cool. Mr. Katimsky... That's where that name comes from. Nice. 
So the geometry teacher who had previously been covering the class and the school nurse are like falling all over themselves to help him out because they think he's super cute. But I think they're barking up the wrong tree here. Yeah. And like I I actually I couldn't tell when I was watching this whether um, he was sort of coded Mm -hmm. as gay or if it's just that I know. Yeah. Because because spoiler, he's gay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's fine. Spoiler for a show from 20 years ago. Right. But so I couldn't I couldn't decide if I thought he was coded as gay and I didn't really think that he was. No, Um, I and maybe I couldn't tell because the first time I saw this, I was young. But like, it's not I don't feel like it's obvious. I I don't think you're watching it. You're just kind of like, oh, he's just like weird. And I think it's supposed to be a reveal. Not to say that gay people are weird. I'm just saying like he's he's just he's just eccentric. Quirky. Yeah. And he's not necessarily interested in these women for any other reason other than that, like they are just kind of annoying yeah oh and so thirsty oh my, my god yeah, it is so pathetic like no dignity so pathetic <laughs> it, it made me sad so anyway in class mr katimsky introduces himself and sputters awkwardly which is how he talks mm-hmm. that he would like to start with shakespeare's sonnets and ricky looks super annoyed <laughs> and i mean to be fair shakespeare's sonics basic yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so sure it's true yeah so Mr. Katimsky looks down the class roster to choose someone to read because he's like, oh, who wants to read? And obviously nobody raises their hand yeah. because they, A, don't want to read and B, are not used to an English class where they have to do anything. Right. So, you know, they're they're not into it. And so he looks down the class list uh, to choose someone to read and this happens. Oh, gee whiz. It's going to take me a while to learn all of your names. Where is Enrique Vasquez? <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice save. Yeah. A really nice save. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, oh man, uh, having a Spanish name when people can't pronounce your Spanish. Even I grew up in, my name is not that Spanish sounding, and I grew up among a bunch of other Mexicans, and this this still happened to me. Really? Yeah. We're like Salina. Yep. Well, I mean, you know what happens. uh, Well, I don't know if this happens as much anymore because kids today don't. No. Yeah. But when I was growing up, it was always anything for Selena. <laughs> oh, so, you know. You're all thanks. Great. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I really uh, I identified with that moment. But um, <laughs> outside, Ricky tells Rayanne he's transferring out of that class due to his horror about being called Enrique. And Ricky's decided he hates this guy and all of his niceness is just posturing and he's a super dork. And he acts like he's this really nice guy when obviously he's not. And he takes these unbelievably long pauses like, okay, this is him. My name is Mr. Uh, Kutimsky. And here's a sonnet by William uh, Shakespeare, who's almost as boring as I, Mr. Uh... Oh, no. Uh... Yeah, but then he's busted because Katimsky is standing right there watching this performance yeah and like okay so I uh I totally relate to this so when I was in college I was an English minor I had to take a freaking billion English writing reading class you know how it is yeah when you're you're majoring in English it's just like read a thing write a thing so I was in some English class it was the first day I went in and I 
sat there for 10 minutes and listened to this guy talk and he talked very much like this where it was a lot of like sputtering and uh, I was just like nope I can't yeah. sit through this the entire semester <laughs> I literally got up 10 minutes into the class got all my stuff left went three three flights of stairs down to my counselor's office and was like give me any other teacher in this time slot he was like this guy might have a spot I took the paper walked up 15 minutes later to this other like classroom and was just like can you add me and the guy was just like sure all within like 20 minutes I was just like I'm not I, I cannot <laughs> listen to this guy I won't do it so I, I understand That's how this feels hilarious <laughs> yeah well Ricky doesn't have that kind of choice because it's high school and you have no rights oh, when I you're in imagine. high school I can imagine so um Mr. Katimsky asks to speak to Ricky and we don't see the conversation but Ricky tells Rayanne that he asked if he'd consider joining drama club which obviously he should because everyone knows that's the safe place for outsiders <laughs> in any given high school like I am a garbage actor but I was heavy into drama because it was like the only place that no one noticed I was a weirdo <laughs> so I don't know what he's thinking Seriously. also one of Rayanne's earrings in this scene is definitely a 12-sided die yeah it is after it, I, I read your notes I saw that and I was like oh it totally is yeah. that's fun so um nerd aside I guess (laughs) so later in the otherwise empty English classroom the geometry teacher skulks in to hit on Mr. Katimsky again Mm, she she sits on the desk which is like a real bold move yeah slash embarrassing thirsty move (laughs) and she babbles awkwardly I just thought I'd say hi wow good I mean we never really got to finish our conversation so Well, well I mean not that we necessarily had to finish it I just thought <sighs> what a week huh I, mean, I will be so glad when midterms are over I mean, so many of my kids are just sliding downhill it's so discouraging but, I mean you you try to reach out I mean you really try but when they don't take the next step it's just so frustrating you know would you excuse me yeah yeah (laughs) that was painful and i like i'm glad that you clipped the whole thing because Mm -hmm. because that's it was so long oh yeah it was was just like stop 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 and like halfway through that he starts looking distracted like halfway through he's not he's not there (laughs) yeah and so he has to be excused because he sees ricky and rayanne passing the classroom and he goes out to catch up with them um because obviously that's more compelling than the geometry teacher <laughs> so in the hallway he asks where ricky and Rayanne are supposed to be and asks Rayanne if she would join drama club to which she responds would it get me out of anything because <laughs> of course that's what Rayanne cares about yeah but then into drama club which is like right. more work than a class yeah you say, don't so, yeah, yeah way more work um and then he releases them to go to lunch and calls ricky enrique one more time uh people don't call me enrique except like my grandmother and she's dead oh okay uh, I'll try to... Boy, imagine having a name like Enrique and not using it. Gee whiz. I'm an Enrique, too. Well, sort of. Well, uh, Richard. I've... It's not quite the same thing. No. Uh, Richard would be Ricardo. <laughs> Gee whiz. Gee whiz. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. No. <laughs> so, Mr. Katimsky... Uh, Mr. Katimsky points out the sign-up sheet for Drama Club, like... 17 more times yeah and ricky says again that he's not interested and the geometry teacher looks on at all this in disappointment because mr katimsky has totally forgotten about her (laughs) and he just like walks away from the classroom and and then you see the nurse turn the corner with a big carafe of coffee in her hand ostensibly to offer to mr katimsky right because neither of them have any gaydar yeah exactly but also like the geometry teacher just hangs back at this at that point just walk away and be like i'll catch up with you later yeah like reserve your dignity yeah, no or preserve there it. is zero yeah so like, i'll just stand here and wait for you to come back like lurk behind the door oh, no. it was terrible 
Um, so out on the steps, Ricky is explaining his plight to Brian. No, you don't understand. He says, gee whiz. And he won't stop with this drama club stuff. <laughs> He's driving me stark raving mad. <laughs> you should join the drama club, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> So meanwhile, Brian is complaining about how Angela is trying to take advantage of him again by making him help with her geometry midterm. But Ricky is totally not listening because he is obsessed with talking about how annoying Mr. Katimsky <laughs> is. And it feels like that thing where someone likes you and you don't know what to make of it or feel like you deserve positive attention. So you just keep trying to poke holes in it and convince yourself it's not real. Yeah. But also like Wilson Cruz's, uh, his He's, performance throughout this whole scene is so, so charming. Good. It's yeah. so good. It's kind of like, you know, that um, on the episode where he and, and Rayanne do that little vaudeville oh, yeah, act yeah, yeah. about Angela in front of her. Like, yeah. it's just so like... He hits every note perfectly yes. and it's all he hits every beat like yeah. exactly where he should. And it is so good and so charming. And it really makes you like see why anybody would be interested in this case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, in the hallway, Mr. Katimsky calls Ricky over again and Ricky says he's just not going to do drama because he's not a joiner. And Mr. Katimsky balks and then calls him Enrique again. When Ricky protests, he says this. Gee whiz, it's such a great name. When I was in high school, I hated my name. I hated it. I don't hate my name. I, I just, I'm really good. I'm really glad. No, nobody should hate who they are. Aww. Yeah, and there's a moment of recognition, and I don't think we're talking about names anymore. Yeah, and they, oh my gosh, they really turned this character around, because he does start as just kind of like a bumbling, stuttering, like, oh gosh, this teacher's annoying. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. I mean, he go, he has like a whole arc, you know, obviously in the series where he just gets better, but this is like the first moment that you're like, oh, this guy is awesome. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. So storyline number two, uh, Chef Graham, <laughs> basically. So at the Chase house, Patty comes home with files while Graham pours over cookbooks. Um, and he's worried about following the instruction in his cooking class that starts tomorrow because a lot of the sauce stuff is in French. Um, and Patty's attitude is basically, how hard can it be? And Danielle pops in to ask. <laughs> what is mediocrity? <laughs> Well-timed. Well-timed. Really, though... If Graham is such a good home cook who is emotional about his food, he should already know the pertinent French words because they would have already come up. Hmm. It's not like he's going to Le Cordon Bleu in Paris and the classes will all be in French. Right. I mean, you know what a mise en place is, right, Graham? <laughs> I like, don't know what that is, but I don't cook. So. But if you were if you were Graham, yeah. you would know. Okay. A mise en place is where you cut up all of the stuff that you're going to... Oh, beforehand? You, yeah. And oh, then okay. you have it in little containers so that it's easy to grab and like it's already oh. measured and, you know, whatever. So like they do on cooking shows where they have it in a little fancy, yep. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Like little crocs and things. Little, little ramekins. Cups. They're ramekins, called ramekins. Yeah. Yeah. Graham should know that too. Yeah. They're called ramekins. Ramekins. Also, mise en place is the name of my cat. <laughs> That's true. It is. It's true. And foie. Foie. Mise en foie. <laughs> I am the most pretentious cat owner. <laughs> anyway. Uh, later on, Patty's showing her dad out, who I guess came over to bring her some curtain rings or yeah. I don't know. So we get to see um, this guy again. I thought yeah. he was gone forever. I did but, too. And oh. I, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and her dad asks where Graham is. So she tells him Graham is taking his stock soups and sauces class and kind of oversells it, saying it's a super advanced class. <laughs> and her dad is like, ah, he's not pulling his weight. But Patty defends him and he's a dick about it. Oh, my gosh. He's so horrible. It's the worst. 
You listen to me for a minute. Stop throwing money away in some sauce class. Get one of those, what do you call them? Marriage counselors? No, no, uh, headhunter. That's what you need. Someone to get him a job and he stops sponging off his wife. Oh, oh my God. I hate this guy. I do too. I did enjoy his delivery of sauce class. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> but that's uh, my new band name. Yeah. <laughs> sauce class. But other than that, this guy's the worst. Yeah. Awful. Oh, he's awful. the worst. Meanwhile, at Graham's class, they're waiting for the teacher, and a chirpy, talkative woman is sitting next to him, chatting his ear mm-hmm. off, saying she hates waiting. Mm-hmm. And she offers him gum from a giant bag she has with her, and then okay. addresses the whole <laughs> class and says they should mutiny, but they all give her major side eye. So this is Hallie. Yes. We're not going to know her name no. in this episode. They never tell her. It is Hallie they Lowenthal. Ne- they never tell us yeah. what her name is. That is her name, Hallie Lowenthal. So I'm going to refer to her as that from now on, because otherwise I'm... I'm saying this woman yeah, the and cooking we don't, class woman. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's her name. Yeah. So, okay. But <laughs> you might be understating how giant this bag is. This bag is like, it's like the size of a flat screen TV. It picks it up and you're like, seriously. Yeah. It's like, it's like a portfolio, like a, like a portable portfolio, yeah. like full size portfolio, but like in purse form. Yes. And it's like a brown leather, like satchel bag, whatever. But when she picks it off the, uh, up off the ground, it's like a, it's like a comedy visual gag. You like, can fit your family in there. Yeah, you could fit a... What could, else is in there? Yeah. The Apple flat screen monitor in front of me right now that we're recording on could You fit, could fit a couple. Yeah. Not <laughs> a, a joke. Stacked. It's insane. Yeah. Also and, bragging. You have an Apple flat screen monitor. Wow. It's my husband's. He's okay. the musician, as I mentioned previously. <laughs> but also, and her outfit in the scene, I freaking hate because it's like monochromatically mustard yeah it's like a mustard top and a camel kind of sweater and then her lipstick is also brown and then she is a redhead right, right. so it looks really bad on her i think like, they just had a hard time dressing redheads on the show know, right they're just like oh she's red well we already got the clothes for hallie so this is what she's gonna wear yeah but like like i'm yellow complected and i know not to wear yellow because it just washes yeah. me out makes me look gray it's just, this whole thing on her is just bad yeah, i don't it's like not good. it and then her giant giant bag that is just bag <laughs> is ridiculous yeah. It's uh, yeah. Uh, um, so she proposes they go around the room and they say why they're there, and then she volunteers to start them off. Um, I'll start. <sighs> I, um, my fiance hates my cooking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sounds delightful. Um, so then she taps Graham to go next, and he looks slightly horrified. I feel like she's supposed to seem wacky and fun. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a contrast to Patty. Like, ooh, look at this fun lady. Not yeah, like, she's so, like, free. Not like, like wet blanket Patty, but honestly, this lady stresses me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> she does. She's like... I think she's supposed to be, like you said, she's supposed to be kind of like witty and charming and yeah. like, look how forward she is. And she's just so fun and like untethered. I and do not like it. No, but if you were in class and somebody was taught, you'd be like, all right, note to self, next class, try to avoid this person. Yeah. And also she's... I would be like, great. I know who's going to be monopolizing the whole thing. You know, like <laughs> yeah. just, oh, what a nightmare. She also does one of these character things that you'll see. I think she does it maybe in the next episode and then in future ones where her like character thing that she chooses that she aggressively chews with her mouth open when she's eating yeah she like chomps her food yeah i'll bring this up later when she does it but keep oh yeah it's it's a lot it's yeah um back at the chase house after class patty asks how the class was and graham says it was strange and asks where the spicy mustard is which is i guess supposed to be a clue that he's feeling invigorated and like something new i think he's inspired by hallie shirt that's all it is (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean maybe i'm just reading into that because i know what's gonna happen yeah but like, I don't know, felt a little, where's the spicy mustard? Yeah. 
Patty tries to tell him that it's okay for him to hate the class and that they can just take the tuition money and hire a headhunter. And I'm not even sure if that's how that works. I mean, they already paid for the classes. Oh, yeah. I don't know that you can get your money back at this point. No. But although probably Patty would go like to the administration office and just like browbeat them into doing it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure like, that they here, get fine, it just take it just and leave. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Graham's annoyed because he never said the class wasn't working out. So he just ruminates on his spicy mustard some more. <laughs> And then later in bed, Graham finally explains what happened in class. And I think, like, he must have been downstairs eating a sandwich or whatever. It's yeah. like, it's been at least an hour. What happened and then he finally time? picks up the thread of this conversation. Like, I would be so irritated. Yeah. To have somebody, like, ice me like that and then be like, well, now I guess I'll tell you. And it's like, as, it looks like it's as Patty is falling asleep. Yeah. So and it's like, like, oh, now you want to talk when I'm, when I'm almost in, like, completely in dreamland? Yeah. <laughs> What a dorky thing to say. I can't believe I said completely in dreamland. Leave that in. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I sign off on that. Yeah. Um, so the teacher never showed, I guess, because the teacher had food poisoning, which they know because the loud, annoying woman, Hallie, was that he was sitting next to called his assistant and she had, quote, one of those flip phones. What is this, the future? Yeah. And got them to reschedule the class. Patty thinks this is super weird, and maybe it would have been in the Midwestern suburb they're supposed to be in, but it seems like some real typical L.A. behavior to me. Oh, yeah. Like, when she was like, that's strange, I was like, is it? Yeah. Because it sounds exactly like what would happen. Yeah. Actually. I'm going to email him and tell him yeah. is what would happen now. Yeah. This is the 90s version of that. Yeah. With a flip phone. I'm going to tweet at him and yeah. you know, let him know that we're all really disappointed. So at the rescheduled cooking class, Hallie's asking Graham to taste her food, which is horrible. I can't tell what it's supposed to be. <laughs> But when he takes a bite, it looks like a fried egg white with a slice of raw red bell pepper and some noodles. That's exactly what it looks like. I read. So I read your notes before I watched this part of the episode. And then you were like. And I was like, yep. I'm going to see if I can get a more accurate description. And I was like, no, that is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it is doubtless disgusting. She says that she's really impressed with Graham's knowledge of potage <laughs> and asks if he learned in France. But he says it was just trial and error. Guys, potage is a category of cooking that covers basically any long cooking thick soups. I'm like, I'm done thick laughing. Thick soups. <laughs> because this is like, when we split these storylines up, Selena's like, I want to take the, the cooking one because I, I find Graham's cooking stuff so hilarious. And I'm so glad you took this because I'd be like, I, she says potage. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so like thick soups are not that impressive and they're pretty hard to mess up. <laughs> So keep it in your pants, lady. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like potage is like rustic French cooking. Like that's the kind okay. of thing that like, like on a, on a regular weekday when you're working on the farm is on the stove simmering all day. So you, and oh. it's made of cheap ingredients, okay. including potatoes. So it's like a hearty thick it's, soup. Yeah. And okay. they're like, you, you know, you can fancy them up. You can use veal stock in them or whatever, but like, even that is not that fancy you know, where it comes from, because hmm. if you live on a farm and you have veal, you just have bones laying right. around. You just make stock. You just have it. It's not really fancy. It's yeah. only fancy if you don't have that stuff. If you have to go to like so it's the like, market in Silver Lake to get bone yeah, broth. Yeah, it's porridge. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, you don't have to learn it in France. Oh. She also says that Graham is better than this class and gives her opinions of the instructor. I mean, did you understand one word he was saying through the entire class? Well... He is foreign. Also drunk. Which one do you think he's been longer? Shh. You really think so? Are you kidding me? Look at that schnoz. It's a broken capillary festival. I'm telling you, if he doesn't get it together, I'm going to make such a stink. Really? But I kid you. I mean, seriously. We deserve better. 
I mean, don't we? And again, I think that this is supposed to seem like brash and charming, but I just think she sounds like a pain in the ass. (laughs) People are like her are the reason I stopped cooking for money. That's who pays you for catering. Oh, no. Hard pass. Yeah. (laughs) We deserve better. Yeah. I mean, they do deserve better than like egg whites and noodles and bell pepper. Right. But but that's really on her. Yeah. So back at the house, Patty's hanging curtains with the ugly wooden curtain rings her mom sent over with her dad. They are so ugly. They are. But also, okay, just as an aside in this in this scene, uh, Graham comes in and sees her hanging curtains. And he's like, oh, you made these? And she's just like, oh, don't sound so impressed. And I'm like, Patty, you do this you do to this him all the, yeah. constantly. Yeah. You're, oh, oh, what? You made this? Yeah. You're constantly I can't believe like, you hung the wallpaper. Yeah. Oh, you hung wallpaper? Oh, you made this tort for, for my friend while her husband's in the hospital? Like, when did you have time to do this? How did you do this? And it's just like, you're constantly treating him like he's five years old. And then he does it to you once. And she's like, oh, yeah. how dare you? The nerve. Yeah. Shut up, Patty. Yeah. So <laughs> Graham recaps his class and basically regurgitates all of Hallie's opinions, just like Angela would do if Jordan said one, one of his <laughs> dumb things to her. And Patty offends him again by asking if he's the only one having trouble following the instructor. And we're supposed to have, like, see what a shrew she is, I guess. But, like, we already know that. And the alternative does not impress me. And now I have that Shania Twain, it don't impress me much (laughs) song stuck in my head. Please kill me. (laughs) But this is exactly what I was just talking about. She's like, now, was everybody having trouble understanding the the class or was it just you? Right. It's like, this is exactly that thing of being condescending and being like, oh, are you, you're incapable of doing a thing. And she keeps assuming that he's the one having the problem, that it's too hard. Like, if he doesn't like it, it must be because he doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, she has no faith in him. Which is insane. Yeah. Because she's tasted his cilantro. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. So she should know. Uh, But also because if, like... If the roles were reversed and a guy, like if a man was saying to a woman, did you just not understand it because everyone else was, but you didn't? Right. Everyone would be, would be like, like, what the crap? Yeah. So it's like, how dare you say that to him? Yeah. <laughs> so Graham stops on, stomps up. I can't talk. <laughs> so Graham stomps off upstairs to pout. And uh, back at the cooking class, the next time, the, the instructor is a no-show again. And Hallie asks Graham about risotto. 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 <laughs> Risotto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when he comes home, he announces the instructor has gone to rehab, and Patty goes on this manic ramble about how he doesn't have to stay in the class just to spite her. Graham, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. For what? Uh, come on, don't do this. Don't stay in the class just to spite me. What? <laughs> Please, this was my idea. I forced you into it and obviously it's turned out to be a total and complete waste of time so fine i was wrong okay i've learned my lesson okay just quit the wretched class i promise i'll never suggest taking another class as long as either of us live but actually (laughs) it turns out that they want graham to teach the class so that doesn't go over super well and he recounts a story about Hallie and her risotto disaster turned into a lesson for everyone. And Patty is surprised in an unflattering to Graham way. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So Graham's going to go on and uh, instruct a cooking class, apparently. <laughs> Share all his cilantro wisdom. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to take storyline uh, number three, I guess. Um Angela and Jordan. All right. So I know. (laughs) Strap in, guys. I have a lot of opinions about this, even though I really wanted that food story. (laughs) That's why we're both here. Yeah. 
All right, so we open on Angela in the school hallway with this voiceover explaining the geography of high school. Um, this clip is edited because there's a lot of uh, little like student life vignettes inserted throughout the voiceover um, that I cut out. So there's like pauses where you're kind of seeing like what she's describing and all these different like people and whatever their different places. Um, but one of those that I cut out reveals that Sharon broke up with Kyle. So that's information that we get. All over school, there are these certain places that are like reserved for certain people. You're not supposed to cross certain lines. It's this unwritten law, like gravity or something. Like in the basement near the north exit, there's this boiler room where certain people will like go for like only one reason. And that reason is to aggressively make out with Jordan Catalano's cigarette mouth. <laughs> we'll like go. Yeah. <laughs> to like make out. Um, so they're like kissing aggressively. She interrupts the passion to tell Jordan she's missing her optional geometry midterm review. We will hear about this midterm review a bazillion times. I think that's a low episode. estimate. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do a drinking game for midterm. You'll, no. you'll die. No. <laughs> um, up in the hall, Angela runs into her geometry teacher who asks why she hasn't been there for the review. Angela sputters that she'll definitely something, yeah, whatever, tomorrow as Jordan walks by and barely, er, he barely glances at her as if she's a stranger. Um, out on the steps, Ricky and Rianne are having that whole Mr. Katimsky uh, drama conversation. Um, when he wants to get into the hot goss about Angela and Jordan, Ricky thinks it's romantic that they're like a couple now. But Rayanne is dubious and says, mm, we'll see. Yeah. Presumably because she's more familiar with Jordan as dirtbag. Yeah, she she knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, that night, Angela comes home all love drunk, kissing and hugging everyone and saying hello um, while they exchange glances of alarm. Uh, upstairs in her room, Angela rehashes her and Jordan's makeout sessions. And <laughs> I'm embarrassed on behalf of everyone involved, including us. Yeah. Every night I make the same vow that tomorrow I will go to geometry review. But every day, we barely talked. So when we did, it came out sounding really meaningful. There's a tiny leaf in your hair. Where? Was that your stomach or my stomach? Your cuticles look like little moons. My what? Your cuticles. Ah, uh, these these a-holes. <laughs> There's a tiny leaf in your hair. There's a leaf in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when their makeout is interrupted by Jordan's friend brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. We, I forgot. We get the major conflict of this whole boiler room saga. Shh. The fact that we come here. Let's keep it like uh, our secret. Why? No reason. Catalano, what are you doing? Nothing. Who you got in there? Uh, just, just a girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, he's garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's disgusting. Such garbage. Gross. 
Jordan walks away playing grab ass with Shannon Leto while Angela watches in a, in a continuity error sweater um, that's different than the one that she was wearing 10 seconds earlier. <gasps> nice catch. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the commercial break, Angela is in geometry class, internally analyzing that her life has become divided into moments of kissing and like non-kissing <laughs> while she watches the clock counting the minutes until she can return to the secret basement of shame making out. Shame macking. <laughs> Since she's missed every geometry review and is not doing well in class, she tries to be invisible by sitting in the back row and letting all the boys shout out the answers because, quote, even if they're wrong or shout them out because, quote, even if they're wrong, uh, boys are less afraid of being wrong, which I thought was funny. It's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> boys get punished for being wrong a lot less. So they oh, can, they're just free to like say whatever and then be like, oh, OK. Yeah. 27. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so she gets her test back with a 59% when she sees that her neighbor, a girl named, uh, Abyssinia, okay, <laughs> um, did well. They have a weird side eye exchange in which the other girl looks uh, strangely cagey and hides her test. Just then a guy walks in and Abyssinia tells him that she didn't do well on this exam so that, um, her average intelligence, intelligence crush can tutor her. And Ugh. I hate all of this. Yeah. Because like if the whole point is to spend more time with him, then offer to tutor him. But you can't be smarter than a boy. No. Otherwise, this is just that awful thing where women like act dumb and helpless to bolster a man's ego and yeah. let him come in and be the hero. And I cannot abide by that. No. So, um, okay. So later up in Angela's bedroom, she and Rayanne are trying on 90s frosted lipstick. Oh, yeah. When? You should really consider having your lips frosted permanently. I feel like they were. <laughs> he noticed. They look all like used but in a good way oh. <laughs> also uh, they were fr like i just phrasing yeah <laughs> don't say your lips are frosted permanently from jordan don't say that ever oh goodness okay uh angela asks rayan to keep her and jordan's little arrangement a secret because he doesn't want people to know about it angela um, when Rayanne rightly says that Jordan is trying to control her, Angela is offended. Angela tries to throw it back in uh, her face, asking Rayanne, hasn't she made out with like hundreds of guys in the boiler room? And Rayanne says, yes, but she never gets her emotions involved and that she's the kind of person who can handle the boiler room while Angela is not. So I guess the boiler room is just for like fingering and hookups, but not love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No feelings. Yeah. Um, so Rayanne goes downstairs and sneaks out the back door as Patty and her dad come into the living room for that previously mentioned conversation. Uh, so I guess she and Patty are still on shaky ground since the whole stomach pumping incident because she didn't like say hi to her or anything. Right. Um, the next day or whatever, Jordan goes into the boiler room and is intercepted by Shannon Leto, the drummer, who we know is a drummer because he is never without drumsticks. <laughs> and I am married to a drummer. And this is stupid. What are you talking about? <laughs> he made us dinner tonight and he put all of those vegetables on his drumsticks and then he yeah. roasted them. And then and then, he then, then we ate them off the drumsticks. Yeah. I saw him with drumsticks the entire time. Always drumming. And then he drummed with his utensils. Yeah. Cause he's like always he's a drummer. He's just really into it. Yeah. He lives that life. Yeah. My husband made us dinner before this podcast. That's what she's referring to. To. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows with drumsticks yeah <laughs> um anyway so they discuss whether or not they're going to the buffalo tom show while angela listens from <laughs> under the stairs like Gollum. She really <laughs> jordan goes downstairs and angela asks uh if he's going to the buffalo tom show that she heard about somewhere somewhere he <laughs> says yeah why like a grade Ugh. a butthole he's just like yeah why and uh then they start making out <laughs> angela no yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Worst. This is just the beginning of the worst. 
In the girls' bathroom, Rayanne and Sharon run into each other and have this convo. So, what's the deal with Angela and Jordan Catalano? Here's a thought. Ask her. I can't. She'll think I'm checking up on her. So are, are they like a couple? From the point of view of what I believe or from what she believes? From the point of view of reality. What do you think? I'd have to say I, I think she could really get hurt here. Tell me something I don't know. So Angela walks in on them talking. Sharon and Rayanne insist that while they are not friends, they are both concerned about this whole Jordan situation. And then they lay it all out. And I am like, preach. Angela, God, you know, the point is, well, who is he? Who is he to treat you like that? Yeah, what, you're not cool enough for him to, like, be seen with you? Exactly, and she's not slutty enough for him to just do it with her and brag to his butt. I mean, please, you deserve, like, so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Angela says that just because she and Jordan don't parade down the halls holding hands doesn't mean they're not a couple. Then she lies and says, well, then why did Jordan ask me to meet him at the Buffalo Tom show? Which he did, he did not. not. He said, yeah, why? <laughs> Sharon says maybe she'll go to the show. And when Angela and Rayanne stare at her wide-eyed, she very momly declares, I, I like Buffalo Tom. She's never heard of Buffalo Tom. <laughs> She's such a mom in the scene. Yeah. I'm like, Sharon. Um, all right. So then we are at the Buffalo Tom show. Uh, Sharon's talking about how she can't believe she's there when she has so much studying to do because, you know, midterms. Angela is looking around panicked and distraught that Jordan isn't there. Uh, Angela says they might as well just leave since Jordan isn't there, which way to be selfish, Angela. There are two other people there who went to see Buffalo Tom, not 30 seconds to Mars, but whatever. Uh, just then they spot short or they spot Jordan shooting pool. Jordan and his friends see her, but then he avoids eye contact with her. Sharon and Rayanne encourage Angela to go talk to him, but she says he looks busy and he didn't see that she was there. So she doesn't want to approach him. And this moment feels so yeah, real. She's oh like, he didn't see me. I'm not, I'm not going to bother him. He looks busy. Like just making up all the excuses. Not yeah. To go because over. you would rather die or like have a trap door open so you can fall through it or right. anything than go over there because, ugh. yeah. And it's like, and it's so sad because you know, uh, like part of this is just she's like nervous to go talk to him but part of this is like she knows that he's not going to be like hey yeah. and like hug her and she knows happy. he's going to be crappy about it because and she knows she lied about being even invited there yeah and that he's like too cool for school and he wants to keep them a secret a secret so it's just like uh, i just it's so sad but it totally i i related to that moment a lot <laughs> Um, at the behest of her friends, Angela re reluctantly walks over to say hi to Jordan and my heart breaks in a million pieces. Hi. Hi. Uh, you kind of crowded me. Uh, oh gosh. So her face falls and she walks out of the show. And Rayanne and Sharon watch this all happen. Sharon goes and chases after her. And I want to shove that pool cue up his butthole until it comes out of one of his eye sockets. Because yeah. that is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, Rayanne steps in to verbally eviscerate him on behalf of all of us. You know you like her. Would it kill you to admit it? Maybe treat her halfway decent? Because you know, she deserves it. And she's not going to wait around for you forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have been meaner, but I appreciate yeah. that she said something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a butthole. 
Okay. In the chase home, Angela is sulking on the couch and in voiceover says, there's something about Sunday nights that makes you want to kill yourself. Truth. (laughs) But especially when you've just been humiliated by your crush and you have a geometry midterm tomorrow that you haven't studied for and Brian Krakow has your geometry book. Patty and her absurd hair ask Angela if she's ready to flip in midterm. <laughs> Please stop making me say midterm. Did you have midterms in high school? Because I was yes, thinking of they, they said it so many times. I started to think like, did I even do that? Yeah, but they weren't like significant. It was I, just kind of like, all right, it's a, okay. It's like finals, but in the middle of the semester. But it, it, I wasn't like freaking out over them. It was just kind of like, all right, it's another test. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, I honestly I still can't remember if we actually had them or not because yeah. I feel like sort of like weirdly self gaslighted by this episode where I heard the word so much that I couldn't remember if I'd ever done <laughs> yeah. them. but also I feel like this is one of those TV things like SATs where it's like the big like you have to do well on midterms and you have to do well on your SATs and like truth you guys that's a lie if you're young and you're listening to this they don't matter yeah they don't I mean I think kids today know that like by now but like you know also going to college doesn't get you jack anymore so like really don't go out of your way yeah this is like a tv trope of like SATs SATs they don't care like college I got a thousand on my SATs because I was sick the day that I took them and I still got into all the colleges and was fine they don't care um, and they're not going to care as much as they want to like tell you in high school that your job is going to care. Yeah. They couldn't care less. <laughs> I've never had a job that even asked me about anything like, like I think I would that. leave I... an interview if they were like, what was your SAT? Can score? you imagine? Like, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I am still capable of doing this job. Yeah. <laughs> like... Is this job taking SATs? Yeah. No, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, all right. So yeah, um, when Angela says that she's going to call Brian Krakow so that they can study together, Patty and her Amelia Estevez hair are super <laughs> elated. <laughs> her hair really looks insane in this scene. In this scene, you guys. Um, Brian comes over to return Angela's book and unloads on her about how he cannot possibly con- or she cannot possibly conceive of the amount of studying that he has to do and the pressure that he's under to get good grades and how he doesn't have time to explain all of geometry to her. And while I feel bad for Brian, I'm glad he said this to her because yeah. it's true. Long time coming. Yeah. Like she decided not to study, not to do anything. And, and now she... it's suddenly his responsibility. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, here's your book. Bye. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have I don't have any sympathy for this because I was I was the Brian. Right. And everybody was like, oh, can you help me? Because I'm like, I'd be like, no. No. <laughs> no. 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 I've been studying all semester. I haven't been making out. Well, with I Jordan didn't study either. I just knew what room. I was doing. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, but I, I was, I guess it was more that I was just misanthropic and less that I was precious about having studied. Mm. I think I was just a jerk in high school. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm not Brian. I was more just the like, no, I've been working hard all semester for this. Like, yeah, I'm not... you don't get to ride my coattails yeah. at the end, at the last minute. Exactly. Uh, so the next day, Angela tells us that after every or tells us that after everything that happened, Jordan left a note in her locker to meet him in the boiler room. And the nauseating part is that she went. Ugh. Yeah, Angela, stop doing this. At least she knows. <laughs> yeah, <guess>. at least. <laughs> He walks in and without even saying hi, manhandles her and starts kissing her. Knee him in the balls forever, Angela. <laughs> uh, she pushes she pushes him away and says this. Don't say hello or anything. Hello. Can't believe I came here. Why did you ask me to come here? Why are you like this? Like what? Like how you are. So leave. Admit it first. Admit what? That all of this happened. That you have emotions. That you can't, like, treat me one way in front of your friends and the next minute leave me some note. 
Ugh. And like, I'm glad she stood up for herself finally. Yeah. But I wish she'd done it sooner. But then I was also a teenager once and I tolerated much more crap from guys than I would now. So I get it. Yeah. It's like when you're that young, you don't know that you can be like, what is this bull crap? Yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm glad she's, she finally said something. Yeah. I, you know what else I realized when I was watching this scene? Um, why are you like this? Mm-hmm. Uh is a thing that I have said to so many men. <laughs> and I think it might be from this. Yeah. I think like my my tendency to phrase it that way came from this show. Yeah. Because but I I think I said, why are you like this? Even like last week. <laughs> and and sometimes it's it's also sometimes something I sometimes use like as a joke. Yeah. Like when I'm like pretending that they're being ridiculous and I'm like, oh, yeah. why are you like this? Yeah. And, but it's definitely a thing that I say all the time. And, and certainly when I'm actually annoyed and I think it came from here. Oh, there you go. So. Oh, OK. So update. I said. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I did my homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, I one of the. Uh, the sales reps from one of my stores called me and said, how's your Monday going? And I seized the opportunity and said, I'm just an artist trying to make a living. And he said, ha, 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 yeah. And I felt gross. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I'm just waiting for an opening. Yeah. It's a little harder for me. Yeah. If I say it to someone at the gym, I don't know. They're going to be like, what? What? <laughs> that is actually the reaction that it should be. I think the guy just said, I was telling my husband about it. And he's like, I think he just reacted that way. Because when you when he said, how's your Monday? And you were you supposed said, to say fine. No. And you you hit all the like verbal beats of like, well, you know, ba ba da ba 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 And then he said, uh, yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what words you've used. No, yeah. no. Uh, so, yeah. So I did my homework and it was uh, gross. Felt like putting on a shirt that wasn't mine. <laughs> um, all right. So in English, Mr. Katimsky is reading Shakespeare's uh, Sonnet 130 while Jordan suddenly realizes that he is capable of feelings. <laughs> when Mr. Katimsky asks about the meaning of the sonnet, Brian and Jordan work together to explain that the author is describing a woman who isn't perfect, but he loves her because she has flaws and is real. And this makes Jordan have an epiphany about his feelings for Angela. Uh, cool, bro. Everything about this is basic. Uh, <laughs> sonnet 130 is basic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, if you don't know, if you don't know, Google it. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you, that's the one that's like, you know, my, my mistress eyes are nothing like the sun, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if her you hair know. be wires, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, yeah. her hair is wires. Her hair is wires. Yeah. yeah. Like she's real ugly and her skin is gross, I guess. But he loves her anyway because he's such a good guy. Yeah. Um, because she has like flaws and she's like, yeah, real. And, and then, Jordan's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and their, their reaction is basic and mm-hmm. like it's all basic yeah but that's also high school yeah that's like when you have these epiphanies and everything in the girls bathroom Angela is giving up all hope of passing this geometry midterm when she spots Abyssinia the girl from uh, the class who lied about her good grade Abyssinia overacts as they discuss maybe skipping the midterm when the scene dissolves into them studying together just then Sharon runs in to announce that the copy machine ate the midterm and it's postponed till tomorrow everyone screams and is relieved and rededicates themselves to buckling down and studying for this effing midterm get the midterm over already yeah I don't want to hear about it anymore (laughs) yeah Oh my gosh. So then we're in the hallway for one of the most iconic scenes in television history. Buffalo Tom is playing over the scene as we see all the principal characters at their respective locker hangouts. All right. So this is how it breaks down. Angela sees Jordan. Jordan and all his friends see Angela and her friends. Brian sees Jordan see Angela. 
Jordan looks away. Brian looks at Angela. Tension is mounting. <laughs> Angela looks away. Jordan starts to slow-mo walk towards Angela while Rayanne and Ricky sidle off to give Angela space and eat a candy necklace. <laughs> Jordan continues the slowest slow-mo approach, Monty Python style, while Sharon and Brian and Rayanne and Ricky look on. And then in front of God and everyone, Jordan walks up to Angela. And this happens. Can we... somewhere and he grabs her hand and i have all the feelings (laughs) and i'm embarrassed to feel this way after how he treated her but also i'm not made of stone (laughs) still every time i see the scene i'm like because it's just all those feelings of yeah. like being that age and being like, oh my gosh, this the, and it's it's happening, it's finally happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get shots of everyone's reaction that range from aw shucks to Brian's Ralph Wiggum <laughs> heartbreak. You're talking about the one where he's at the at the crusty, the crusty yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they walk down the hallway <laughs> holding hands. The end. Oh, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy this really romantic moment because it's about to get horrible in the next episode. (laughs) All right. Speaking of horrible, let's do It Hurts to Look at You. Yes. It hurts to look at you. This is where we look at the best and worst looks from this episode. Selena, what is your best? So I don't remember what else he's wearing, but I just remember what this is an accessories Okay. Best. I'll take um, it. So when Ricky is in the hall, surprise, it's Ricky. <laughs> when Ricky's in the hall talking to Mr. Katimsky and he's wearing that hat and the big gold earring. Oh, yeah. It just, it looks really good. Okay. Like, and it's this, it's. What's his hat? It's, it's. Oh, it's a backwards, like, newsboy It's a backwards thing? newsboy cap that's like, um, it's not a newsboy cap exactly. because like a flat it's, cap? It's more like a huggy bear kind of hat. Okay. <laughs> but it's because it's like puffier. Right. Oh, and like, you yes, know how yes, a yes. newsboy cap can have a have a snap. Yes. That you could unsnap. It's kind of like that unsnapped, but with a little bit more volume and it was never snapped. OK. Like a um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, like a golf caddy. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. And he has a golf and caddy cap. You know, he always has an earring, but this time he's wearing a big gold hoop. Yeah. And like, it just looks very 90s and like he's going to break into that dance again. And yeah. I really like it. And is it, uh, I could be wrong. I feel like he's wearing it with his trench coat. But I, I think he wrong. is wearing it with his trench coat. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong on that, but okay. It's a lot of khaki. That's the only downside, but. Yeah. yeah. It's a good look though. Yeah. Okay. So mine is, okay. This is like, sometimes Rayanne's outfits are so insane that they like come back around to looking good for yeah. me. And this is one of those things. So when they're talking about the uh, frosted lips situation up in the bedroom, she's wearing this thing that's like a like a baseball jersey or a basketball jersey that might be a dress. It might be a mini dress. I don't remember because I feel like it's in future episodes. But it's like a tight black and white basketball jersey, a backwards cap, and then like a ton of earrings. And it just looks good. Like this yeah, it's is like wacky but simple wacky. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of makeup and a lot of her like barrettes and all this kind of stuff. But it's just like, I don't know, that look, it just fit her well and it looked good and it's like okay every once in a while this stuff just works for her so like I said I gotta I gotta give my Rayan credit where it's due okay worst looks I mean I feel like this is kind of for me in this episode it was Jordan's pants mm-hmm. and I think it just was that his pants made me angry because they reminded me of the boys who wore those pants <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's not the worst thing and it's not the most original worst but like yeah. 
Man, I hate them. And he's wearing them with the like the thermal under the like Dickies mechanic yeah. shirt that he wears. That he like, wears three all different the time. days in this episode. Yeah, it's like yeah. Okay, uh, mine is just that whole Hallie situation. The mustard. Oh yeah, because like, it looks bad on her. I may maybe on somebody with different coloring, it would look good. Maybe, but it's but... like it's a lot of yellow and a lot of brown, and then her stupid giant giant bag. It's just like I don't know. I couldn't stop looking at how bad it looked on her. Yeah, and she's not bad looking. Like I mean, her coloring and stuff isn't bad, but this is just it didn't work. So that was mine. All right, guys. Come back next week. We are going to talk more about Angela and Jordan, and it gets so infuriating. Yeah. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye. Join us each week for a new episode of My SoPod Life. Follow us on Instagram at My SoPod Life to check out visuals from the show. You can also get in touch with us at MySoPodLife at gmail.com and on Facebook at My SoPod Life to join in the conversation. And please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcastery. Talk to you next week. Gee whiz.